Hey, welcome to episode 135 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this episode, we're talking about gifts for vintage gamers, but not really just like a gift guide. It's more discussing the best gifts we got, discussing the worst gifts we got, and just our opinions on what you can tell your family to get you for the holidays, because telling them to get you games is kind of hard, or our opinions on stuff that's in the market for people like us from Target or Walmart or GameStop. So give us five stars on iTunes, tell your mom about the show, and let's go. to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny and Stefan. What's going on, guys? Yo. I spent the whole day watching Star Wars Rebels, and I don't regret that. I don't know why people didn't tell me it was such a great show before, but Disney Plus is awesome. I probably did tell you. You probably didn't listen. It's amazing. It's like super, super know. good. Is that the 3D kids show? Yeah. No. I mean, okay. I mean not kids show. It's a 3D well, show. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call it a children's show. I just forgot what it is. I only know it from prequel memes. That's literally all I know about it. Well, yeah, Star it's Wars great. Rebels is great, and it butts up right, right onto the original trilogy. And it spins it like directly follows Clone Wars too, right? It's post Clone Wars, and like uh, some of it overlaps with uh, Rogue One. Right. Yeah, I was told as soon as I finish it to go watch Rogue One. That's what I was told. Have you not watched Rogue never One? Never seen Rogue One. No, I, ha- I have, but they oh, just, okay. like, like apparently there's going to be a bunch of like Easter eggs and stuff that I didn't get the first time around. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Maybe. No, the the best part about the uh, Star Wars prequel trilogy is that I kind of just don't care about Star Wars anymore, so I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I let's mean... not drag this. Still, our least popular episode was when we talked about Star Wars, and by we, I mean me, and no oh, one liked I, it. I forgot. <laughs> It's so less popular on my than the wrestling here. episode. Wow, really? Yeah. It's amazing. But the podcast was still fairly new, and we hadn't really built an audience. Oh, well, that's not fair. You know. It's in that awkward spot where it's not at the beginning, where people like go back and they're like, what was episode one like? And it's, it's just like kind of in the, in the middle zone. Yeah, we and don't no have like, to like a... click a Star Wars one for whatever reason. Because you probably weren't talking about the PC games, and the Star Wars PC games, the only ones that are collectible. Yeah. Oh, that's, fight that's fair. me. I'm not. I just okay. agreed with you. Also, well, <laughs> except for the Super Nintendo ones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's Star Wars. There's going to be stuff. Yeah. The limited Which... run games ones. You can pay $90 oh. for no, Game yeah. Boy you card. Pay pay you you did that. You did that. <laughs> Mr. Right. I don't care about Star Wars. F you. Hey, uh, guys, guess what? Guess what? What? It's December. Do you know what that means? What? Doing a Halloween episode. <laughs> All right. No, uh, since you guys downvoted my ability to do Christmas in December, or uh, not Christmas, uh, Hall- Halloween, no, Halloween in December, uh, it was going to be a Nightmare Before Christmas themed episode where we're going to talk about those, but no, nope, uh, I got voted down. It was going to be the games of Tim Burton, but uh, Tyler and Stefan said no, so if you wanted that episode... Be sure to message them both directly and tell them how upset you are. Whatever. So we need stuff for next year. We'll do Tim Burton games next oh, okay. October. So, to be fair, I did suggest that we do a follow-up to the Shipsmiths episode, which I loved, and I was downvoted on that. So, 
Well, there because not all of us are buying content. original art anymore, Stefan. That's getting like pissed on by delivery boys and dropped on your front porch. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this episode, we are going to do what all these podcasts do. Yay! We're going to do a gift giving guide episode, kind of. Sorta. Of. Sort of. So, Tyler, maybe explain to everyone what we mean by kind of. Did you got? <laughs> I pressed record and I'm like, all right. I have a vague idea of what's going on, but thank God Johnny is going to drive this show, so I don't have to explain what we're doing. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we, then, so I'll, let me I'll, let me try to get it. Let me see yeah, if yeah, I yeah, okay. let me see if I can get it. This is better. We're going to talk about how you can talk to people who would buy you gifts about what to buy you because you already know what you want, so you don't need a podcast telling you what you want. Uh, we're going to talk about the best and worst types of gifts we've received. Uh, and maybe some actual gift ideas, like kind of the podcast title, kind of? Yeah, exactly. You nailed it, Tyler. That's yeah, exactly what right. we're going to do. All right. Uh, for a little deeper, just like on on the clarification, look, we like, have you ever listened to those podcasts where they're like, these are the 10 best gifts to get Like when it's your niche hobby? You probably already have those things. Or buying gifts for you is probably a nightmare you probably don't want people to buy you games because you're a retro game collector they're probably overpaying for everything i always stress out about that i'm like please don't buy me a game you're gonna overpay you're gonna get the wrong condition everything's gonna go wrong and it has and we'll talk about some of that so don't do that so instead we're like hey how do we communicate to our people you know and the people who love us how to tell tell them what to buy us because that's always a hard thing to do my wife's always like what do you want i'm like don't buy me anything i'm just gonna buy a bunch of games just stop don't spend money on me and she's always like i have to get you something and then my family says that too and i'm sure you guys have similar experiences yeah yeah although she did nail it this last year with that uh, turbo game you needed yeah yeah she did she totally did yes so johnny actually the the secret is um well first of all it, like Vintage gaming is like an old hobby and people who buy gifts want to get you something off Amazon and pretty much all that stuff is trash. Like if you just search for like NES on Amazon, I probably don't want any of that except for like books. Uh, but the secret then is to have a different hobby like mechanical puzzles. And then you could just be like, oh, yeah, go get me a puzzle box for Christmas. That would be awesome, mom. Thank you. Okay. And so that's the secret to the episode, guys. So <laughs> Mechanical Puzzles, check out Cubic Dissection. They're one of my local uh, puzzle artisans here in Raleigh. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. See, that's not right. really relevant, though, Tyler, because most of the people who collect me mechanical puzzles, their parents are dead. So, Yeah, and also they <laughs> definitely aren't listening to podcasts because they're 95 years old. <laughs> I think there's, there's a surprising amount of young professionals with way too much money in this hobby. Probably, but they're probably not in your hobby because those are all retired people. <laughs> I'll get back to those my are people like I'm sure the cross section between guys who like to whittle and guys who like puzzle boxes is overwhelming. It's probably only <laughs> one circle. <laughs> there's a lot of like weird math nerds that are like actually making this stuff, but yeah, yeah. there's a lot of old people doing it. There's like, oh, all right. I, I can't get into mechanical puzzles right now. That's not okay. what we're talking about. No, that's not what we're talking about. So let's start off with some fun stuff. Let's talk about kind of the worst gifts we've ever gotten. Maybe some good ones too. So do you guys have some examples? Stefan, yeah. why don't you tell me, what is the, like the worst retro gift you have ever gotten? It really, so 
uh, in general, I the, the like mass market like oh I'm a retro gamer stuff is is usually pretty bad because they'll like you know make a T-shirt that then they plaster a stupid well, slogan like classically yeah, trained on want, it or something I, like that. I want specific but, like we'll we'll talk about the worst types of gifts in general. But what personally is the worst thing you've gotten? Um, it was a it was a like a a popcorn tin like but like a game. I, I I don't like food items that are packaged in retro in retro shapes like uh, mints in like NES controller shapes. But this was like especially bad because it was like one of those like gallon popcorn tubs of like cheese popcorn that's super gross and I'd never eat it anyway, regardless of what was on it. And it had like it was like from from Spencer's or Hot Topic or something. So it had like Mario plastered on the front of it with some dumb slogan. It was bad. I, I you guys were fighting me on this earlier about not liking food items in retro shapes. But no, uh, we said we said small tins and like interesting shapes. I said I like my my Hylian shield that came with some mints in it. Yeah. It was a fine stocking stuffer. Yeah, food is just... perfect. You can eat it, enjoy the food, and then throw away the thing, and you don't have to feel bad about throwing away the thing. But if you got me something else I don't like, I feel like, well, got to own this for two years, and then I'll feel good enough to throw it away. Ugh. Uh, and and also like the few times that, and this is kind of a broader t- topic, but there have been a few times where like my mom had tried to get me like a game for the collection, and it just failed miserably because obviously it was something that I already had. Um, she bought me a copy of Castlevania one year when like, and yeah, that was Is it like the... straight up Castlevania for NES. Yeah. Like it was just like a card only Castlevania for the NES. <laughs> That's adorable though. Not that mom, you're listening. Don't buy me any Nintendo games. Just assume I have them all. You're probably right. See, it's the opposite of childhood. <laughs> don't <laughs> right? buy That's me so any weird. Nintendo games. All right. Well, okay. Tyler. What do you got? Do you have any specific examples like one time someone failed spectacularly? Uh, I so very specifically, I, I get into like uh, I used to do it more, but um, all the forums I'm on, I joined Secret Santa's this year. I'm only in the video game Sage Secret Santa. But now every year I'm like specifically, I don't want any Amiibos. I don't want any Funko Pops. I don't want any Perlers uh, because all that kind of stuff. I know you're saying categories are bad, but that stuff. I don't I don't have a lot of space and so I don't well, like wasting my space on modern tchotchkes. I know. Stuff. We're going to talk about the ca- categories. Just tell me one time you got a bad one. Why is this so difficult for both of you? Jug, I don't know why is it difficult cuz I didn't I plan that. Um We talked about that. Uh, uh, I succeeded. Um, okay, mine. I'll give a specific one. Uh I gave them a collection list. And I said, get me anything I don't have. And it was a secret Santa. So there's like a month in between giving that list out and then buying it. And by the time I got uh, the secret Santa thing, I'd already bought the game for myself. Uh, that nice. was not their fault. That's uh, that's totally my fault. But that you wanted a specific that's... example on the spot. I think it was Bell's Quest on the Sega Genesis. You are terrible at this. So, I, you know, you... I'm just going to cut my whole thing out. We're just going to go to Johnny's worst gift. Okay. So I don't remember I'll, what I'll Funko you... Pop I got one time four years ago. I'm sorry. You are terrible at this. Okay. So um, I got, uh, this is someone that looked on one of my Amazon lists, like not my wish list, but like that list of ideas I have. Uh, and on there was one of the, the GameCube duo packs, the Sonic Monkey Ball one. And... So someone listed it under that skew. So my brother-in-law for Christmas one year 
bless him. He thought he was doing a good job. I think my wife tried to help him out and said, yeah, maybe that's the thing to get him. So I got two players choice monkey ball games from that skew instead of <laughs> the duo pack. Of course you did. <laughs> I was just, and I had to be Come like, on, nothing I tell is going to match that story. <laughs> and I, I just had to be like, thanks, man. That's great. Thank you so much. And I still have both of those games today. Yeah. Well, and that's the worst part about it too, is like, you have to like, you can't, they'll feel so bad if you like, if, if you show that you uh that you're not excited so like that just that awkward moment of having to like grit your teeth and be like oh this is awesome is just <laughs> it's the worst but did they spend like two hundred dollars on it no i think i think i looked and it was it was only like forty dollars but i don't know whatever it was still it was overpriced and that's the other thing i hate don't don't try to buy me a game i just you're just gonna overpay please stop it please please don't just don't Buy me retro games. I will do that myself unless you unless you somehow get a list from me. Yeah, just don't. I did do a Secret Santa on Nintendo Age once upon a time, and I got some really good stuff there. Some guy just sent me a $100 bill once, and I was just like, <laughs> who are you, my favorite Secret Santa? That's amazing. But also, that's like, retro gamers buying gifts for other retro gamers yeah. who get it. He was right? like, I know like, what you totally need. totally different. Yeah, he's like, I know what you need, bro. $100 to buy a sweet retro game. And he was not wrong. And I bought it, and I did show him a picture of that. Um, so uh, that was my worst one. Okay, now that you guys have had some time to maybe rack your brains, do you have a good example of a time somebody succeeded in buying you a good retro game? Or a good gift that was, you know when you were into retro collecting ever. I don't want to hear about your your Nintendo your mom got you when you were seven. Like, what was a good retro gaming gift? Where where did somebody succeed in getting you a gift? I mean, the the one that stands out, of course, and I've told this story before, which is why I'm hesitant to bring it up again, but um, my wife bought me my copy of Stadium Events. I mean, that's... and But that was like, that was a very clear, like, hey, this is the only game that I need. And it, there was a very, like, long conversation about it. Um, it was when she had, you know, it's no secret that she uh, had terminal cancer. And when she was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer, her life insurance policy paid out. And so we did most responsible things with everything. We bought this house and everything. But then she had sort of this little nest egg left over. And um, and afterwards, she she came to me and she was like, you know, you've stuck by me through this. You take care of me. I want to get you something. What do you want? And so she sort of wrote me a, a blank check. And uh, so that turned out to be how I got my copy of Stadium Events. Um, so that's far and away. I don't know that I could ever tell a better story than that of someone succeeding in buying me a retro game. Um, but that's that's going to be mine. All right. Fair and uh, which it should be noted, you uh, you chose Stadium Events over Nintendo World Championships, and uh, <laughs> it was a doubly doubly good purchase because I think you bought that in 2018. Um, not that Stadium Events is like the most crazy thing right now, but uh, high end video games are kind of crazy this year. I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, yeah. yeah, we heard. Um, Tyler, when has someone succeeded for you? Anytime ever? <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, the best was. Uh, it was another secret Santa. Uh, it was Vectrix, who lives in Switzerland. And he got me just a bunch of PAL NES games. And that wasn't even something I specifically wanted. Like I didn't give him like a specific list of PAL NES games I want. But um, I buy a ton of stuff on eBay. And it's all from the US. So if you can get me stuff from a region that I'm not from, there's a much better chance that I won't have it. And even if it's 
even if it was like a European copy of Super Mario Brothers or something, that's like a cool thing that I can have that you can be pretty sure that I don't have. And I would still just appreciate having that kind of regional variant. So I think uh, you're it, it was just this. like um, I, I, it was I don't know. It was like you know, Aussie rules footy and uh, banana prints, some stuff like that. Yeah, I think you're bad at this. Like, how like, am I bad? Oh, what, really, pal no, NES games? I'm bad no, at? No, no, you're like, yeah, another retro gamer knew how to shop for me because he's a retro gamer. I mean, you're, so like, you, how did, like, someone who doesn't collect video games, how did they succeed in buying you a They gift? don't buy me video games because I tell them the same thing you're telling them, like, don't try to buy me video games. Just go on my Amazon okay. wish list. Well, and I'm going to tell can... you, is it your fault for putting that monkey ball thing on your Amazon wish it list? Was, that... It wasn't on my wish list. It was on my ideas list. They're What's different an ideas lists. list? The fact that you don't know means I can't explain it to you. Okay. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a list of ideas. Is that like an official thing or is that like your Google yeah. Doc? Yeah, no, your... it's a, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. thing. It's a tab. Yeah. What? Don't Google it right now. We're yeah. doing other <laughs> hear, things. We what hear is an ideas we list? We hear you, Tyler. <laughs> I know. I have a very loud keyboard. <laughs> Mechanical keyboard tower? Of course. Are you yeah. kidding me? I got these kale jade switches in here. Oh man, you want, oh, want man. to talk about you my keyboards? On the DC60. I don't. I built it myself. Uh, Stefan saved me. Talk about anything else? <laughs> uh, did you want to talk about start going into um, things that you can Cat- ask people for? Yes, categories so, you can ask people for. Yeah, I was mainly making a joke because I really didn't want to talk about mechanical keyboards ever. Guys, you guys don't want to talk about mechanical keyboards. Or I've puzzles. been trapped in what this conversation before, Tyler. Tyler, please stop. Please stop. I love you. Please stop. Okay. Um, let's talk about gift ideas that you can actually give to people. Uh, you know, and we'll talk about some categories that are bad, and then we'll talk about some things that are good. So, Stefan, I know you've already, like, you and Tyler both tried to go into this already, so go ahead and start us off. Give me a category that's bad, don't buy me, and then maybe a suggestion of something they could buy you. Or a, a generic retro gamer, not you specifically. Yeah. So, uh, hot topic anything is like my 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 big like please don't buy me. In that they usually you know all all their merchandise is like uh, it's made to pitch to the people who are buying retro gamers gifts, but in doing so they always like make these. Uh, shirts with like ridiculous slogans on them. They ruin perfectly good art. Um, I think before the show we were talking about the uh, notorious classically trained so shirt. So bad. Um, that it, if it was just the NES controller with nothing else, that would have been a decent shirt. But then they put classically trained on it and they ruined a perfectly good shirt. But they, they, don't, always, they don't just do this with retro game stuff. Like all of the Hot Topic stuff um, that isn't like a band shirt um, tends to have like stupid slogans slapped on it. Like with Ninja Turtles and just any of the retro brands, they, they do that with too. Um, so I cannot stand... Uh, my note says hot topic anything made for gamers it, with gamers in quotes i just it, they always they always put out something that i would want if it would just just if they just didn't ruin it with like a marketing slogan or something like that so i have never any of the the hot topic shirts that i've ever gotten for any occasion i've never actually worn 
instead, there are specific uh, some specific uh, shirt or clothing uh, websites that you could direct them to. Uh, my favorite is Merchoid. Uh, they do and it's all officially licensed, right? And they do these high quality hoodies and knitted sweatshirts for Christmas time. Uh, they have some really really uh, high quality stuff. I know Johnny, you said you wanted to recommend a, a, a site as well, right? Well, I like T Fury. I mean, they usually have some like sales and like you can usually find something interesting there. And the reason I even like services like this um, is because you're not going to see the same shirt. Like we're we're going to talk about Target and like Walmart and those places in a second. But here's the problem with those shirts: even when it's a fine or a nice shirt that's like perfectly reasonable, if you want, like, oh man, I want to represent when I go to this convention, it's just going to be you and forty other dudes wearing that shirt. And I, no one loves that feeling. We're like, I'm unique except for these 40 dudes who look, oh, you're a schlubby white dude too in the same shirt? Great. Oh, cargo shorts? Excellent. Oh, yeah, belt, glasses. Yep, goatee. Did, okay, damn it. I, I mean, it's <laughs> just, I don't need, I don't need a reflection of myself every time I put on something like that. So uh, for me, I like to go to a place like T-Fury or one of these other, there's a bunch of these sites out there where you can get like artists who are out there like making that kind of their own designs. I don't, I don't love slogans. We all hate the classically trained shirt. I, I don't know who, like, are you guys our audience? I'm asking you, do you guys wear this shirt? Are you the people? I don't know who wears this shirt. There's definitely just, someone out of the hundreds of people who listen to the show with that classically trained shirt. And oh, it I'm provokes sure. like an emotional reaction to me and how much I hate it. Now, yeah. but see, here's the thing. I think, and and um, Johnny mentioned the the like not wearing things to conventions, and I think that those shirts, like I was just thinking about it, and the places that I have seen that shirt worn the most is at work. Like I feel like there's a like like work is like the safe space to wear crappy shirts um, that you wouldn't because it's like it's like yeah this shows that I'm like a retro gamer or whatever but then I'm not necessarily with other retro gamers and like I feel like those people would appreciate it more than like wear like I would never wear that shirt to a convention ever like you would not you would not have me caught dead in that shirt but uh, but work I would I would wear some shirts that I probably wouldn't wear otherwise I mean a lot of people have to dress up for work so that. I think yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't think of wearing the worst T-shirts I own to work as a thing. <laughs> no, I guess that's a thing. I'm just saying. I'm industry. just saying that's that's where I have seen them worn. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, like uh, imagine, imagine this for a minute. You're gonna go see the new Star Wars movie on December 20th, and Target has like 14 Star Wars shirts right now. Just expect to see a lot of those shirts when you go. That's all I'm saying. Now, have, having said that, like we we touched on on hot topic and how they ruin shirts. Like it, I would say Target right now, at least whoever they've got making shirts is actually doing a decent job right now. Um, they have some pretty good stuff. Uh, so if you don't mind the mass market or big box and you want to go pick up a shirt, check out Target. They've got like a really decent uh, link to the past shirt right now. I actually just picked one up the other day that um, is just like a blockbuster storefront and it says make it a blockbuster night like that. It's a, it's an original slogan, so I don't mind that. Um, so they, they do have some Target has some decent stuff. If you again, like Johnny said, you don't mind 500,000 other people having your shirt, too. Yeah, no, I. It's like Target has some fine stuff. Like you find some fine graphic tees at Target. It's just like 
the casual warning. So if you want something more than that, go to one of these other sites. You're just less likely to run into that. And you're more likely to get people to ask like, oh, hey, where'd you get that shirt? But that's also harder to tell people like a, a family member where to go and find, you know? Right. So Yeah, for sure. Especially if it's like at a t-shirt of the day kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of yeah. those sites that do that have like, oh, yeah, we'll have this shirt for the next two, three days or whatever. Um, and then it's gone. So like it's it's difficult to uh, for people to shop for you on sites like that. Yes. Um, okay. So, Tyler, let's talk about uh, let's talk about something you recommend. And something you don't recommend. I'm not going to go into something I don't recommend because I'm just going to get yelled at from Johnny. So don't get me Mubos or Funko Pops. Great. Um, I like books. Books are the perfect uh, gift for this because uh, for like an actual physical object, I really like old stuff and I don't want to try to like make my family get me old stuff. But books can have words about old stuff and that's perfectly fine. Or you can get that book on audible.com. Our sponsor, go to audible.com slash collectors. Are fake sponsor spots still funny? I don't know. So there's a lot of different kind of, uh, of books on games, obviously. There's like the the stupid Nintendo Zelda books. Like those, I feel like I see everyone has those. Have you guys read those? I, I guess this is me going into a rant for no reason. I really don't like those Zelda books. Well, like, that the, the like the Zelda encyclopedia Historia. and art and artifacts and all that. I think that they are... Uh, they Passe. basically go over a bunch of info that you already know with like a bunch of pictures it's like this is a bottle you can use it to capture fairies or get some water i'm like yeah i know i've, I've played a zelda game um, but, all right, anyway, i have the uh, i have the first one but i don't have this those were printed by dark horse um i don't have the second one i do have the first one i wouldn't hate getting the rest of them just because i like zelda i got a mario encyclopedia last year which i liked a lot and i got Final Fantasy had kind of an, an encyclopedia as well. And there was like each one represented like a few different games. So there's like two of them I really like and then two of them I hate. So, um, OK, I mean, they're if they're coffee table book, like those other ones are just like giant coffee table books. Like for twenty dollars, you're getting a gift that's freaking enormous and weighs five pounds and looks really cool. So I guess those are still good gift things and people like having the full set on the shelf. Art. I don't like art books either, but there's a uh, there's really good like art books intended for game design people or like actual artists. And the only company I know that made those went out of business. Ballistic Publishing. At least their website's gone. They're the ones who did the uh, the Uncharted Two art book. Um, and I just remember that art book was uh, really amazing. I'm sure there's other art books that are just like that. Um, but I don't like if you go on uh, if you go on Amazon, you can find like a bunch of like kind of I don't know what to call them, regular art books. And I feel like those are kind of boring because every time I buy a limited edition game, it comes with an art book and I pretty much never look at it. So uh, how do you guys feel about that art books? Uh, depends on the art book, really. Um, but I'm with you on the ones in special editions. I, I probably don't care and I'm probably not looking at it. Also, I like just value if you don't touch it. Just leave it in there. Shut up, Johnny. Are you? <laughs> I really like the stuff that Fangamer. I don't know if that they publish it, but they they carry it. Like the Legends of Localization uh, series that they do. Like they just it's um there's there's one on Earthbound. I I always get yelled at when I bring up Earthbound, but um, Fangamer in general actually is it's sort of a like legitimately like made 
stuff made for gamers by gamers. Like I know that's a cliche thing to say, but like they tend to have some really uh, high quality books and stuff like that there. Too. No, I think I think fan gamers a pretty good place to send people to get you stuff, especially like if it's game like a game they know you like. You know, if you wanted something from Undertale or something, you could they could get merch there, like which is fine. Or like, uh, what's the new one? Oh, I forget. Yeah, that Hollow site Knight. is like that site's good for me because it's like I generally like the stuff on there, but at the same time, I don't buy stuff from there for myself. So that is a site that I could just like send someone to and be like, yeah, just give me something from Fang- Fangamer, and chances are it'll be something of decent quality that I will like. Yeah, that uh, that Legends of Localization book um, is that a series? I think I've seen those. It is. I think there's only like two of them though. Okay, but so, they go over so like localization differences between games because that's kind of like cool, really in depth stuff that like average hot topic Amazon type gifts are obviously not going to go into. But that's something that like a serious person like us would be into. Yeah, it's 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 like what it's one game per per book so it's like legends of localization one was for the original legend of zelda um and then uh number two was for earthbound that is neat i might add that to my amazon list and maybe my family can get me one of those yeah here's a tip on your amazon list you can add things to your amazon list from other sites and it will come in there and direct them where to go Hmm. so you guys know i do know johnny Uh, but thank you for the tip for our listeners who might not know it sounded like Stefan didn't know that, so. I did not know that. Tyler didn't yeah. know about the ideas tab either, so there you go. I don't know. Yeah. What it, it's not judgment on. on you guys not knowing it. <laughs> I'm just trying to help out. I guess I'll, I'll throw out one more uh, series of books. The Hardcore Gaming 101 books are, uh, they're usually like these little deep dives into, uh, you know, history of a series like Castlevania or like some weird Japanese game that again, like not the kind of stuff you would see at hot topic stuff. That's really intended for, you know, retro gamers who are way too deep into it, the kind of stuff that they want to know. So, uh, I like those books too. They're all like 25 bucks. So those are good gifts. Nice. Okay. Um, guys controversial here, but you guys threw out fan gamer. How do we feel about recommending? I am eight bit stuff right now, uh, for people because they have more than just bad collectors editions of games. They have like other what? They have vinyl art apparel and pins and stuff like that. Do we do we care about that? I actually don't like any of that stuff. Um, like I don't like getting art pieces because I art is personal to me. So I would rather pick it. But uh, how do you guys feel about that kind of stuff? So I, th- I think talking about going back to what I was just saying about it being you know, um, Fangamer being a site that I generally like the stuff that they have but I don't buy from it myself. I think I think this is another I animate but would be another uh decent choice for someone who uh who does like the the products that they put out but doesn't regularly buy from it. I think that's just a good rule of thumb like if you're going to send someone in a, at a at a site in a very generalized way of just like yeah, just go buy me something if you just want to be like dismissive like that rather than specific. Like I think I think you should always be specific if you if you if if you care. But but if you're gonna have a site that they can just pick something from, I think as long as you generally they, like the stuff that like, they put out. Like there's like uh, I am eight bit. I can't believe where I'm saying anything positive about I am eight bit. Um, they have vinyl records there. They like, do. And if you're into vinyl. And there's like a specific game you like, there might be something there and you can get like a cool, like you could tell them like a few series. Like I recommend that, like if you want to buy something for someone, 
Like, if tell whoever's trying to buy you stuff the games you like, favorite series and stuff. Give them an anchor point. Don't just let them out there blind in the world. That's hard to do. But tell them like a few things you like. Like they've got some cool Cuphead ones. You know, they've got a Grim Fandango one, which I like. They've got an Uncharted one that's cool, like a record. They've got all kinds of records on there that are, like, actually pretty awesome. If you're into that kind of stuff, um, you know, Sunset Riders, Last Guardian, there's a ton of stuff. Stefan, they've got a really nice Psychonauts one. That's pretty cool looking. Like nice. they, There's actually, like, cool stuff they've done on the vinyl, and I'm less picky about that kind of stuff because they just... You know, it, it's not part of my core collecting. So if that's something cool, it's just, you know, a cool item. Like they've got a banjo or um, and a Conker's one. Like the Conker's Bad Fur Day one's kind of funny. You know, there's, there is stuff at I Am 8-Bit that you could get. Uh, you could tell people to go get you if they know the series you're looking for. But don't just send someone to a, a site like that blind. Yeah. Uh, I will also say that, that if you are going to... um tell someone specifically not to buy you something it will make you seem like much less of a jerk if you follow that up with like a reason why like uh, for instance i uh don't i ask my i my mom was buying me prints of things and as a like sign and display collector who also has limited wall space like it, it's very like i i will never hang a print ever um and so when I was telling her that, I was just like, look, like I have limited wall space that I collect stuff specifically that goes on the wall. And like, it, it made her feel less bad rather than me just being like snappy and like, hey, don't, don't buy me, don't buy me prints anymore or whatever. Like reasoning, uh, especially if it's something like they gifted you something of that category in the past and then you are now telling them to stop, uh, giving them a reason why I think is, is important. I agree. Uh, and there's other sites out there that I'm I'm not thinking of right now, but uh, that that kind of stuff, like in general, there there are other good websites you can direct people to. And again, attach that to your Amazon list. You can redirect through there to make it easy. Like I can't stress, like just make it easy for people because if you're shopping for like 40 people, not everyone has time to be as thoughtful as they would like to be. So sometimes they're just going to click a button and if or just buy whatever. So if you have a list, at least. You can uh, you can save yourself some difficulty. If someone really wants to buy you something, have a list. And, you know, for my family and friends, I tell them I and we have differing opinions on this. Um, I think I don't mind getting a gift card, especially if you're buying me like an eBay gift card. You're like, hey, I know you probably have some stuff on your eBay list. Buy this and then tell me what you got. Buy something cool and then tell me what I got you. Because I know you're going to go buy stuff on eBay. So I have family members and friends who do that. Um, not always, but like I don't mind that, even though sometimes people think, oh, you just bought him a gift card. That's a thoughtless gift. When people do it for me, they they know like it's not thoughtless because they know where I'm going to go spend my money and the type of stuff I want to buy. So that's not them being thoughtless. So just keep that in mind as well. But yeah, some people I are just like a hard no on gift cards. So that, like can't recommend that to everybody. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with what you said, Johnny. Uh, especially like 
when asking for a gift card, you know, because uh, some people do feel like, like even the people who are giving it to you are like, well, that's just me giving you money. That feels very emotionless, that kind of thing. Um, so I think the two things, and one of them you you already mentioned, but but be specific. Um, it, and it's a good strategy, not just so that they feel like they're giving you something with a little more thought, but also if you tell everyone that you want an eBay gift card, then you're going to basically get a massive ebay gift card right from all all the people who you requested from right so it's not like oh like this person gave me gave me one for uh gamestop which you should never do uh and then this other person gave me amazon and this other person gave me ebay and it just kind of it it splits the funding when especially when you're um a, a retro collector that likes has more like expensive tastes then you want to be able to pull your your dollar value but but the other thing that i wanted to stress that johnny had pointed out was make sure you tell that person what you what they got you right and show them and be like you know i really love this this is what i've been really looking for this this is something that i love this is what you bought me um that goes a long way in that person feeling like they didn't just give you money that their gift wasn't thoughtless that then they have something to tie in their head uh, to to what you know what their money did for you so uh, i think that's the the two important things that i would stress for gift cards I hate gift cards. I don't want to give gift cards. I don't want to get gift cards. I really don't like getting gifts from people because it just makes me feel stressed. And I, I always feel like I have to try to put the most thought into giving a gift back. I'm a terrible gift giver. But I guess I'm also a great gift giver because I always want to give the best gifts. So I don't want to give gifts to anybody. Anyway, um, I forgot where I was going with that. But what I wanted to latch on to was don't give eBay gift cards because they're the worst is my awkward transition. Uh, why, do you guys why, ever why get eBay worst? gift cards? So you can't attach an eBay gift card to your account. Um, you have to enter it each time that yes. you try to use it. And so I, I know this because I frequently buy like whatever money laundering operation is out there that's like buy an eBay gift card, $25 for 92% of value. And I'll buy like $500 of eBay gift cards because I know I'll use it. And then I have 16 eBay codes that I have to keep track of and I have to keep track of which ones run out in like my Google Doc. And I have to worry that like the guy who sold them from me isn't going to scam me three months down the line and like use my codes later on. It's just a... See, I I think that's a a you problem. I I think if you're getting like a $50 gift card from a family member or like a $25 gift card, I think you're fine. All right. I mean, I like like Amazon because I get an Amazon gift card. I just plug it into my account. I can use it whenever I want. My eBay I, gift I, card, I'm like, I got to use it or I'm going to like physically lose this thing or I'm going to get hacked and someone's going to steal this code. No, that, All right, maybe well, I'm just crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I think your buying situation is just like a little bit different too. Uh, but you like Amazon gift cards for that reason. So go ahead and, you know, that that's a fine recommendation. I like Amazon gift cards as well because I also buy other nerdy stuff off of Amazon or just useful items because uh, I don't want to go places. But yeah, I think- well, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that does kind of come down to the collector, like, uh, you know, if, if and, and what you want, like, it's part of strategizing, right? If you're going to strategize a bunch of gift cards from a single place and you're like in the middle of your Super Nintendo set or whatever, then eBay is going to be maybe a better choice for you because you're not necessarily going to be buying Super Nintendo games off of Amazon. I mean, I guess you could, but... Uh, talk about overspending um but uh so i think that's going to be sort of individualized to where that particular collector is in their collection okay um i and we we touched it briefly stefan did anyways don't don't buy me a gamestop gift card 
even if I want new games, don't buy me a GameStop gift card. Don't give GameStop your money. Please stop that. Just knock it off. I hate GameStop. I hate so much about them. Uh, anyways, that's Why not just a gift record. card for a company that's going out of business in the that, next that, five that, years. That, that's <laughs> also what I was going to say. That yeah, they're, also they're... a super relevant point. Right. From a practical perspective, GameStop is in an awful lot of trouble right now. And who knows what's going to happen to those gift cards when they go under. Yeah. I would much rather you just go to Best Buy and get me a gift card if you're like stuck in that. Like I would prefer Amazon. eBay is great. I'd prefer like eBay and Amazon. Great. Best Buy. After that, you know, just Target. Nothing else. Stop. Don't do anything more. Target also a fine place to buy other like little video game related items. Uh, I got some really good pint glasses from Target last year from my wife. Uh, I, I didn't expect to get them and I'm like pretty picky about my cups, but they were like, I'm always worried about the quality of a cup. Like, is this going to break or, you know, is it too thin and is the image going to wash off if I, if I put hot water on it? I hate that. So I generally hate cups and that's, so I don't usually recommend these, but I, Target, their big pint glasses were pretty good last year. I don't know if you guys got these. They had like uh, little scenes from Super Mario Brothers on them, like Bowser, like Bowser's Castle and Mario running through one of the levels. Did you guys see these? Certainly didn't. I don't think I did. I don't got room for more pint glasses in my life. Well, that that's that's the other thing I was coming back to. Careful when you buy people drinkware because pint glasses, especially like for the last three years, were like a big item that they just started. You know, basically Funko Pop treatment. Every every fandom was suddenly getting a set of pint glasses. So uh, just careful. Not everyone has unlimited space for uh, more glassware. So not only like I have a one in one out rule. Yeah, on well, cups. not only that, but like people, I, I have I have noticed that uh, despite the fact that I've been sober for twelve years, uh, a significant portion of my friends and family have not gotten that message yet. Um, and so uh, that's another thing to keep in mind when you're buying specifically drinkware that is like made for alcoholic drinking, like shot glasses. Uh, you may be buying, just make sure that person actually drinks because I have had many an awkward moment. They weren't game themed, but I have many an awkward moment when someone would buy me alcohol or like shot glasses for Christmas when I was like well into my sobriety journey. So that's something to keep in mind that just because you drink doesn't mean everybody drinks. Fair enough. Uh, pint glasses are useful for more than just alcohol. Anyways, um, let's, uh, let's talk about one other thing I, I just want to recommend real quick. So if you still play new games, here's what I like to do because it creates uh, moments like when you were a child. I like to save a lot of the new games I buy for Christmas time and my birthday and keep those on my Amazon wish list or let people know. And then that way they can go out and buy me a new game. Uh, and I, that way I don't care if it was like a little overspending, if they didn't get it on a sale. I'm not too worried about that. Then they can get me something, especially I save the ones that I really want to play for these lists because that way they're giving me something and then I'm going to attach a memory to while I'm playing. So then I create these moments like I had when I, I was a kid. I really wanted this game and I asked for it. And that's, as a child, that's how you got things. You didn't have money to go out and buy everything, like uh, theoretically, like you do now. So recreating those moments, that's my biggest tip for, for you guys. If you haven't thought that one through yet, save those moments and ask people for stuff like that. You'll be glad you did. 
Anybody else? I guys? just don't put video games on my wish list. It's the one thing I buy for myself. Yeah, Tyler just, just go heard back to all the first thing we said like, in the show. Tyler's like, yeah, I could put a Switch game on there, but f- that I'll just sh- all over that moment. Yeah. Fuck oh, it. Uh, well, yeah. nope. Why nope. would I buy a Switch game? Why would I even want a Switch game? Um, because top thing on my uh, on my Amazon wish list is a new yoga wheel. I'm sorry, a what? Got to get those yoga wheels. Oh man, to crack your back. Oh, they're the best. Um, you want a big foam. Tyler, oh, you, you gotta get the are... the rubber ones, not the foam ones. Gotta uh, the ones that are Ste- like not not Stephen. like a foam roller. Stephen, yeah, I don't, we're talking about I don't, legit I don't Christmas gifts here now, guys. This is the Acumobility Ultimate Back Roller. This is my favorite release trigger point. Tyler, you were killing this episode, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I just want to like we need to filibuster this somehow. <laughs> yeah, hey Tyler. You're the editor. Just edit yourself out of this episode. I no problem, guys. <laughs> I'm going to Jeez. bed. <laughs> wow. No, the modern games. Uh, telling people about your modern games was actually when Johnny brought it up before the show. I thought that was like, my favorite piece of like genuinely good advice uh, in this episode. Um, I think that's a brilliant idea because that way people do feel like they are. Because uh, you know, for people who don't collect games. They don't really differentiate between a vintage game and a modern game, I don't think. So, like, they still feel like they're, you know, adding to the collection or whatever, even though it may not be something that you're going to keep or something that you really affiliate with the rest of your. Uh, like, I don't catalog my PS4 stuff. It's just like in the living room, um, so I don't really count it as part of the collection. But, but it is a, a good way for someone to be able to buy you something that they makes them feel like they're, you know really in tune with like what you like and um and something that you'll genuinely enjoy so i i really really like that piece of advice johnny huh thanks Stefan. thanks for keeping it positive and in the christmas spirit i appreciate that 100 percent. all right tyler, you, tyler hey you still here i'm, I'm why well, don't talk to me i'm editing myself out i'm gonna have to edit you guys talking to me you'll be really uh, awkward and disjointed <laughs> all right um Guys, what else do we have to say? Any other recommendations? Anything else, Tyler? Oh, 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 I remember something nope. we were going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. Something that we we talked about was uh, Hallmark. Do you want to talk about Hallmark? Oh, you yeah. Hallmark. Yeah, um, yeah that, Hallmark's kind of like an easy one. Like, just if you really are struggling to find something, they always have some Nintendo-themed ornaments. Uh, last year, they had a really cool Zelda one. This year, what do you what do you think of those figures, Stefan? They're okay. I showed them to you. They weren't for me, but what do you think? I think they were of decent quality. Like the, all their stuff is always going to be of decent quality, which is which is nice. Um, it's not something that you'd buy on like AliExpress or something like that. Um, but uh, they were nice sculpts. The Bowser one I really like. The Peach one I really like. Um, I think it's I like funny the that the Mar- plant. I, like I think it's lot. funny that that Mario is more expensive than Luigi by like <laughs> by like a hundred percent. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, last year's, uh, they did kill it. Uh, the, they had a, a musical ornament that, um, that played the Zelda theme and with Link on it. There was another musical one, wasn't there last year? Um, I don't remember. Uh, but Sorry. yeah, um, yeah, this year's don't seem to be selling out where like last year's I had to, you know, buy it third party. Um, yeah, these ones, because it's not one of the light and sound ornaments, those ones always go pretty fast. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Hallmark is another, uh, like an okay place to kind of tell people to get you some, just like, I, it's like we all, I'm not, I'm saying we all, but I know a lot of you guys struggle with like that moment when someone's really trying to buy you something, just have some other ideas, throw them a bone. They like, 
you know, don't Tyler it up. Uh, you know, people want to, people <laughs> want so many bones. People want to give them. you a gift. They, they like, especially if they know you love video games, they like just want to contribute. They want to feel like they're, they're joining you on that. Like they're saying, Hey, look, I know you love this thing. So here I did this for you. So try to keep that in mind. Uh, so have an idea or some, some way to kind of direct them out of just like being like, please don't buy me video games. Like I like get out of that mindset that I have to like, I have to get myself out of that when I talk to my wife or, uh, you know, family members, uh, try and have something good that they can go out and feel good about. Because remember, you know, the gift giving is actually a, it's a two way street, not just that you are giving and receiving, but they want to give you something you like, you want to get something you like. So that there's like that mutual experience there that you're going to share. So like do something to make it a positive one. That's all I got on that. Yeah, Tyler? I think. Well, I can't follow your Christmas message up like that, so I don't know what to say to that. I was going to say that the Nintendo store is another good one, like the Hallmark store. They've got a cute little train with Pikachu, and it's $40, so I didn't want to buy it. But if someone bought that for me, I'd be like, look at this cute little train. It's got Pikachu. I'm going to put it around my Christmas tree. That's a great suggestion, Tyler. What? Yeah. Tell us and, more you know, about like, that. The Nintendo store, uh, like store.nintendo.com, like a lot of stuff they sell is just like kind of weird, exclusive Kind of like just like Pokemon and, and Nintendo stuff. So it's probably stuff that we don't have. And anyone's going to anyone in this hobby would appreciate an exclusive Nintendo item, even True. if it's a tchotchke Pikachu train. It's got Eevee on it. It's adorable. This is actually on PokemonCenter.com, not store.nintendo.com. Yeah. Don't yeah. buy Perlers. <laughs> yeah. And I think Stefan. <laughs> Just uh, you know, giving them as I'll stress it again. Just giving them as you know, err on the side of giving them too much information than not enough information. Because if you give them a very clear direction, then you avoid the awful, awful, awful moment of them really feeling like they nailed it, and then they see you open it and you cannot mask that you are not thrilled. Um, and uh, so awkward and, then, and cringy. Yeah, I hate that moment. Well, and that that is the worst. Like it's 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 not just it goes further than like buying a bad gift for someone but like really them really wanting to please you and like really feeling like they nailed it and then they don't and that is the worst uh so yeah just give the you know give a very you know as as much of a clear direction as you can give um you know especially with your like immediate family it matters less obviously with like you know aunt charlene or whatever but your immediate family who you then have to like you know live with seeing all the time um that uh you uh yeah. you should give them as much direction as you can um i have a couple of questions on stuff like whether you guys feel good about it uh just another quick thing i like to get and i hate buying i hate buying controllers for game systems i just do uh, so I love getting those as yeah, because they're like sixty dollars. Yeah, I'm just like, ugh. Like uh, my brain still hasn't caught up to them being sixty dollars, so I hate it. So I love when I get those as gifts. So controllers, yay! Um, I think I think you do need. That's another uh, instance where you really need to give clear direction, though, because so many people who, especially if they don't play games at all, uh, don't understand the quality difference between third party and first party. True. Um. So, like, yeah, I love getting controllers. I don't like getting Mad Cat's controllers. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Fair. That's a, a super fair point. But even like some of the collectible Nintendo ones right now uh, are like kind of cool. Like I. I may not use it, but like, oh, that's a cool Zelda controller. All right. Well, that's not like the worst thing ever, but still, your your point is well taken. 
All right, I want to ask you guys about subscription boxes. <laughs> Stefan, we're not talking to you yet because okay. I want Tyler. He's had some experience or something like this, right? Tyler, not. how do you feel about subscription boxes? Well, you were telling me about one that sold games. I, You know a little more about it than I do. So I basically, before this episode, I Googled uh, gifts for retro gamers because I wanted to get ideas of bad gifts because I figured that literally everything in that Google search would be a bad thing. And I wasn't too far off. Yeah, no, obviously, I think everyone here knows that subscription boxes are kind of the worst thing ever. Isn't Lootbox going out of business? Are they? Uh, So Loot Crate, yeah, I think they are. Or at least filing bankruptcy. I think they're restructuring. Okay, yeah, this kind of goes to the preaching to the choir thing, but uh, I think, what is it, Retro Game Treasure is the one that I've looked the most into, because uh, a lot of Reddit people were buying that when that came out. Uh, I think it's $35 a month, they will send you like four of the most dirt common games on planet Earth, and then people will, uh, they'll plug the games they get into game value now, and they'll be like, look, it was worth $33, I basically got my money's worth. I feel like we've talked about this, but like if you get almost your money's worth of something, but you didn't get to choose what you bought and they just got to send you whatever bulk that they had on hand, that's not a deal. I don't. Right. But they're but horrible. You're, but you're talking about like people buying loot boxes for themselves versus giving getting it as a gift, right? Your gift giver well, doesn't really okay, care. Okay. I guess the price doesn't matter if you're getting it as do a you know gift. What I mean? But yeah. I mean, I think anyone um, listening to the show, if they got a, a box full of common snes and super nintendo game or snes and nes games they would have probably most of them yeah the, or they wouldn't be super interesting because they like they're not going to send you one 35 game in a loot box they're going to send you a bunch of trash that they have in the warehouse yeah i i don't i i, I am in general like the other thing is the tchotchke version of this not like i don't want a bunch of general games especially not me because i have everything so that's like super not worth it for me but like the tchotchke route too i don't want a bunch of bad perlers and shit from aliexpress don't buy me don't spend 30 dollars a month to buy me seven dollars worth of garbage yeah That's- um i i'd met and i mentioned it prior when before the show the the few people that i have seen that got the like game subscription service boxes that did love them were people who like essentially were not uh people that listen to this podcast like there are people who who are just starting in the retro game hobby like if you are just starting out like it might be a a fun gift because then the likelihood of you getting something that you don't already have um is higher you know like uh, a friend of mine that that does subscribe like the last three or four months that he's like shown me the contents of his box it's all stuff that he he hasn't gotten a game that he has yet Right. So like, yes, it's all like common stuff, but like he's not out there in stores every day or like, you know, pulling a Tyler and buying every common PS1 game that JJ <laughs> Games has, um, you know, so um, uh, so for people like for a very there's a very specific type of collector, specifically just someone who's just starting out that I think that those boxes are actually kind of neat for. But generally, if you're if you're listening to us right now, the likelihood of you wanting one of those boxes is very slim. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, um, I have one other th- thing to ask you guys on. Uh, tell me what you think about uh, like getting one of the the mini systems not necessarily a N- nintendo classic but like the genesis mini 
or one of these types of systems because they're everywhere and they make easy Christmas presents for retro gamers. They're like they were a hot go-to item, especially when they were Nintendo. How do you feel about it uh, this year? Like if someone grabbed you a Genesis Mini, do you guys think this is a good gift, bad gift? To tell people to recommend. What do you think? If you, uh, so, for me personally, if you're getting me a Sega Genesis Mini or the Neo Geo thing, that is a terrible gift because. On my YouTube channel, which literally no one knows about except my friends and family, I have a video where I go over why I think the NES Classic is the worst NES emulator ever. So obviously, not something that I'm into as a super snobby retro gamer. Um, on the other hand, if I did get it, I would think that you chose poorly, but it is something I would totally appreciate on my shelf nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the first party ones are great, but the third party ones are real, real bad. You know, even the with the shortcomings that that Tyler has on some of the first party ones, I, I think Johnny and I mostly disagree with. Um, that uh, you know, well, that, that, I, that, I, like Tyler is not wrong about how they perform. Just a lot of that performance the, isn't specific enough to me that it matters. Right. I think the the severity of their issues is is not as as bad as as for us than the. Tyler makes them out to be, but, um, but the, like the at games ones are awful. Like most of the third party ones are, are really, really bad. Um, so I mean, I keep harping on giving them specific direction, but this one, especially too, because like, I know, you know, even though technically those consoles aren't really for like, we're not the specific demographic, like we bought them anyway, cause they're cute. I have all the, all the first party, um, clone consoles that i want or the mini consoles that i want so i mean you would have and especially with like how quickly those sold out like that's something you kind of had to be on top of if you wanted them like day one so i think a lot of your collectors are gonna have gotten that day one edition right so i don't know that um like it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad guess but the likelihood of me or a serious collector already having one is gonna be pretty high i think they're a good gift just like even for someone like me, who's like the biggest snob in the world, like I, if you got, if like my mom got me a Sega Genesis mini, I'd be like, oh, this is great. It's adorable. I love having this mini Sega Genesis on my shelf. And even Johnny, Johnny, you could buy me one. You could be like, hey, Tyler, I got you the Commodore 64 mini console. And I'd be like, oh my God, Johnny, you know me so well. Thank you. So I think even uh, as, a, as a snobby gamer, I could uh, appreciate those. Right, but right. like I said, the, just the likelihood of them getting it before you got it for yourself, I feel is pretty slim on that particular item. I guess they would have to know, yeah. And it also comes down to kind of that price thing where I, I feel bad for people overpaying for stuff because all that stuff is like going to be bargain bin nothing. Like I'm not buying that Sega Genesis until it's 20 bucks. Well, the the nice thing about those systems Again, because they're current items, you can put them on a wish list. So if you have them, they go; they don't go on. If you don't, they do, and that makes it easier for people. Right? Have an Amazon right. wish list and an ideas list. There's the episode. I'm going to yeah. look up what an ideas list is once we stop recording. <laughs> He's so mad about this. He's like, what? What is <laughs> Furiously this? Furiously typing. You, know, you can make an ideas list for someone else, too, Tyler. That's another I think I thing. have ideas lists. I have an ideas list called the best party games and it's got uh burnout three WarioWare Inc. It's all like GameCube games. I must've made this like 15 years ago. Nice. Okay. So 
anything else we want to say on this? I think we can kind of put a pin in this one. No, yeah. that's good. I'm, I'm good. All right. So I have a question I want to ask you guys in another round of, is it collectible? So I got, I was engaged in a conversation on this. I, I don't know if the person wants me to say who they are, so I won't. Um, but, you know, when you walk into a, like a big box store and you see the gift card slash collector's codes for games, you know, the, that like, looks like a gift card, but that is either has a download code in it already or can be activated for a download code. Do you think those, especially for games that are never going to have a physical release, do you think those are collectible? Tyler, you can start us off. Ooh, um, that's interesting. I'm going to say I don't really like a lot of modern game stuff in general, so I wouldn't be like interested in it. I'm trying to put it in perspective. If it was like Golf Story, like if Golf Story was never physical from Limited Run Games, I think it would be kind of interesting to have one. But unless it has the game itself on it, I kind of don't count it as anything. So it would be like there. What? So uh, when the Xbox 360 came out, they had like these cards for Xbox Live games. I'm pretty sure they had like tear off codes on them. And I have a few of those just because it's like, I guess it's kind of interesting to keep these. Uh, I would never seek them out. It would be like, if you want to throw these in my secret Santa box or something, fine. But I wouldn't like put it on a checklist. How about that? So there's my opinion on them. Yeah. And I would have Tyler touched on a little bit, but like on some timeline, they're going to be just as as pertinent as your GameStop gift card. Because as soon as that, like, because it's not attached to the, it's not like the, um, the, what are they called? The like swiper cards for the Game Boy um e-readers. e-readers yeah it's not like an e-reader thing where like the the game is physically yeah. like tied to the artifact uh as soon as the service that whatever that's tied to is gone or some or the licenses change or like somebody buys somebody else and like the services change um th- and that download is no longer available then your card means nothing like there's no game attached to that so that's why i would say it's not collectible um unless there's some like physical um like physical reason that that it would be like oh i don't know it's made out of gold or something dumb like that i bet people there's a cuphead version that looks just like an xbox 360 box or an xbox one box i'm gonna get into that don't go don't go there i'm I'm going i got a follow-up all right so that's 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 my opinion so go with your follow-up okay well no i also i just want to say but what about these games now even games that have disc that you when you put them in they have downloadable content and they won't work without it how like how do you stand on that then what do you mean they won't work without it like like if a game is busted essentially and they have like a day one dlc to to i mean that's just That's a problem with collecting modern games and why I think Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of like, I don't, it's not like I'm building a library of games I'm going to play historically because I'm never going to play these version 1.0 games in 25 years when all these servers are offline. I'm going to have to go play a remake or download a patch on PC or something. Uh, But in terms of collecting it, I mean, sure, that the busted version is the thing. Like. I've got copies of EverQuest and World of Warcraft that I'm never going to pop into a CD drive and install because the actual data on the disc is worthless, but that's the physical release of the game, so that's what I want. Okay. I've got yeah. those, those sweet copies of EverQuest Online Adventures that's sealed. If anybody <laughs> needs some of that, oh, send it to Wada. <laughs> right. I've got like five copies. 
So the my follow-up is there are a bunch of games that come in boxes, like game boxes. There's a bunch of Switch ones. Like you said, Cuphead. There's the new Fortnite expansion. There's been some other expansions for Switch. There's a lot of the DLC or like small games. Like I just actually got one at GameStop. Did not know it did not actually have a game card in there until the box came because the art online didn't say it was just a code. It actually said it was a physical game uh, for that Super Putty. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I hate that. But it it comes in a thing that says it comes in a switch case that says code inside, no game card. Are those collectible? And would we count those as part of the set? I think crazy switch people would there because like switch people now they're basically we're in an era where like I think this is the first real generation where people are trying to actively complete sets as they're coming out. Like a lot of people are trying to get full switch sets. And I feel like the crazy people tracking all of that, all these stupid limited print releases, they would probably have a category of like download only titles. I don't want any of that. If it's not a physical game, it doesn't count. I I do hate putting having, you know, just code only retail releases. But I think as far as does it count towards a set? Like if it's like a shop only thing, digital release, then no, it's not needed for the set, obviously. But but you don't need like a, a switch sitting there with with the games downloaded in it as part of your set. But I think if they do put out a retail release, whether or not it's got the game physically in there, I th- I would count it as part of the set. Like if it, if they if they sold it to me in a store, then that's part of the set. So this super putty that I got that has no game in it is part of is part of the set. I think it's Super Putty Squad. I I hate that my answer is yes, but my answer is yes. I hate that your answer is yes too. <laughs> All right. So what do you I, yeah. think, Johnny? What what are you thinking on this? You know, the, the truth is, I don't know. I, I'm unsure. And I, I want to do an episode where we kind of talk about Switch and what a what a nightmare pitfall collecting for the Switch is. Because it's modern collecting. It's got all the trappings of modern collecting. And then some extra stuff that's crazy. And then the fact that it's Nintendo. I think talking about Switch collecting is, is super interesting. And I, I think I would... I know a lot about it, but I think... If we could get like someone who's deep into switch collecting to come in and talk to us about that, I would like to. I would like to maybe do an episode about that in uh, 2020. I think it's time to talk about it. So don't set collect current gen, you dummies. No, no. See, that isn't necessarily true with the switch because some of this stuff might just go away because of the the nature of production. Well, I don't want to get into and spoil the, but I, I don't know if that's correct anymore. Normally, Stefan, that's the first thing I would say, don't buy in a current set, but people have been trying to change my mind. I don't know what the answer is. And I, that's why I kind of want to talk about it. Oh no. man. And GameStop's going to go away. So it's not going to be like you can go to GameStop in 10 years and get all this stuff for five bucks. Oh, oh yeah. What are we going to do? The world's becoming weird. Yeah. Mm. So anyways, uh, yeah, that, that was just a, an interesting aside. I want to tack on to the back of this episode. So yeah, these uh, like, the, I think collecting for these cusp generations, like in the transition from all digital, it's going to be a very interesting landscape. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot there to talk about because it's one thing saying don't collect for the Xbox 360 because X, Y, and Z. Super easy for me to say that and be like, there's millions of these things that are always going to be around. Don't buy the Wii. 
you know, whatever. But when you talk about like maybe Xbox One, like at at they got to the X portion, you know, games from that era forward, and we're talking about the new Xbox. Probably they're trying to get away from physical media again. So we don't know about the PlayStation Five. What if they don't have physical media? Print runs are getting lower and lower on games. You can't even go to stores and find all the games anymore. It's not like every store even has the same games now. So it, collecting has gotten real weird. So I, that's why I want to bring someone in to kind of talk us through that. I have my point, so we'll 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 do prep on that. But I, I'm interested to get your guys' take, and then maybe someone who's deep on it. I'm pretty so deep on Switch. I think I've got like four games now. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just cool. got Super Mario Maker 2 when that came out. When that came out pretty recently, right? This year? Yep. I got mm-hmm. a Switch game this year. You didn't buy Zelda? What Zelda? The G- Oh, the Link's Awakening? No, yeah. I, I played that on Game Boy. I, I replayed oh, that recently. Sh- no, go tell someone to get you that for Christmas. What a nope. delight. The game is a delight. It is a delight. We talked about this a couple of times. It looks yeah. really nice. I yeah, like that's playing what originals, not remakes. Just do it. <laughs> This is going to be one of those things where we're going to change his mind in the course of a single no, conversation. I was just thinking that. It looks <laughs> nice. I'm never going to play that. You should go do it. But Reserved Investments says you shouldn't invest in the collector's edition of Link's Awakening. Oh, yeah? No, go to Reserved Investments and post a comment. Collector's Quest sent you. No, this is not... We're not telling you to get this from a collection standpoint. I know, I know. you to go play this game. It's I a good game. I want to. I didn't even buy the collector's edition. I just uh, got neither. the regular edition to play. I think I'm going to start playing Demon's Souls. Hmm. People like that game. I I know. I've got. I just finished Dragon Warrior Threes, guys. Uh, let's talk. Let's move into that part of the the episode. Let's talk about what we're buying and we're we're playing. I can actually talk about something I'm playing, guys. I beat Dragon Warrior Three. I did it. Woo! Congratulations. Woo. Only the second time in your life, right? No, this is, uh, this is like a this is like a remaster, right? They didn't just re-release the ROM. Am I yes? So in that? Y- correct. So. There's a couple different ROMs for Dragon the Dragon Warrior series, especially one through three. So there was the GB C ones. There's the original Nintendo ones. Then there's the mobile ones. So this is basically the mobile port, but they cleaned up and they re kind of touched some of the sprites. Uh, I, I know a lot of people don't like the redone sprites. One, I think the enemies look fantastic. So your enemy battle screen looks beautiful. Now. Um, and this is, I have the physical copy, but you can just download them. I, I bought it from, um, God, what, what's the store everybody buys Japanese games from? PlayAsia. Yeah, thank you. PlayAsia. Read the uh, Game Shark. Yeah, read the Game Shark. <laughs> yes, we did it. We said read the Game Shark this episode. Woo. You should buy your imports from him, though, seriously. But uh, I bought the physical from PlayAsia, and they retouched it. Weirdly, I... I was talking to Red about this game because he's like, I hate the mobile sprites. And he even, he conceded, he's like, uh, that looks okay. It's not for me, but it looks better than the original mobile ones. But I had this game, uh, you know, when I was like 13 and I got to the very end of it and it was a slog and I was having a lot of difficulty and I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was just like, I kept getting to the final boss and just dying and having to restart Stopped playing it for a while. When I decided I was mentally ready to go back to it, like two months later, all my save and everything was gone. So I never actually beat it. I I always considered it just checked off in my list because I'm like, I know what happens, right? I kill it. The kingdom uh, rejoices, celebrates me and tells me I'm the hero. Um, Anyways, 
yes, all of that happens. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to say I finally actually can check that box. I did beat it. And the interesting thing is if you've played the first Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, it is, this is kind of the prequel to the, those games, the prequel to one and two. So you get to, it ties all together. So I like three quite a bit. Four might be my favorite one, but it doesn't tie into that. Uh, one, two, and three are all like kind of one thing. So I, I played and beat that. I put a lot of hours into it. You know, I was on uh, bereavement leave because uh, my my dad passed and I really just kind of needed to decompress and just so when I had moments where I was doing that, I, it was super easy just to pick up the switch and kind of play that into the late hours and kind of just reflect because you don't need your full attention on games like that. So that's why I did that a little bit and I was uh, happy I beat it. Anyways. Question. Yeah. Do they that early? Do they write in the accents into the dialogue? Like, uh, yeah, they they write in what like what do you mean accents like 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 when when like if someone has a Scottish accent in that series, like they they'll they'll write it into the dialogue. They the, they've I, that's, redone the text and yeah, they, I they struggle with that. I struggle with the early Dragon Quest uh, slash Dragon Warrior games. I struggle with that a lot, so that's why I don't necessarily play the early stuff. Like the voice acting in that series was a godsend to me because I just I, I struggle so much with the dialogue that has the um, the accents written into it. Oh yeah, it's got that in there, but I didn't find it too bad. I, there was a few parts I'm like, "What's going on here?" Oh, we're being Italian now. I get it. Okay, moving right, yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, anyways, so that's what I played. Stefan or Tyler, uh, what have you played? I'm still on my yeah, I'm still on my Ring Fit Adventure kick. Uh, I now I'm level 32 now. I'm like about two weeks into the experience of playing almost every day. So um, I still recommend it. I think it's really good. I don't know that you're going to be like I'm also on keto right now, so I'm I am losing weight. I'm like 20 pounds down now, but. But I don't, I don't, I can't like attribute it to be like, oh yeah, it's this great weight loss tool. But it is a way that I've been consistently active without feeling like I'm going to the gym or like feel like the days that I take off from playing Ring Fit Adventure, like I actually feel guilty. Like it's like, oh man, I I didn't get my time in today. Like so, and that's the first time that I've ever felt that way about any sort of exercise. So. Uh, I can't say that it's some amazing weight loss tool, uh, but that it does. Um, it does make me enjoy working out when I literally have never enjoyed working out before in my life. So it's not getting boring because We Fit is super boring. Yeah, it's <laughs> complete. So not the same thing. It's We Fit is, hey, here's a digital way to exercise, whereas Ring Fit Adventure is here is a game, uh, actually a really robust RPG, and the interface in which you interact is exercise. All right. And so like there's still new stuff you're seeing two weeks in. It's not just like you're running kind of the same courses over and over or anything like that. There's a lot of like shared assets for that kind of thing. But there are like different objectives and like, you know, there there, um, the game does like I'm still unlocking um, features like I haven't even unlocked all of the features yet. Tyler, okay, I'd like really this is a perfect a game for you to recommend someone else get for you because you already said nope. you didn't want to spend the money on it yourself. Uh, like, I know, but I'm going to get it when it's on clearance, which it inevitably will be. Yeah, but if you want it now, how long are you going to wait for that to happen when you could get a gift and you would appreciate it? See, this is what I'm talking about. Tyler, don't be a Grinch. Have a moment with someone. I will use that yoga wheel every day. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, and it is- you can get two gifts for Christmas. It happens. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to put an eighty dollar game that I know will be cheaper on my wish list. Well, I, mean, I feel that's financial. I want to be financially conscious to my gift. Well, that's sure. But like, you could tell Ada she's gonna spend sixty dollars, seventy dollars on you. And it's multi-profile, so both of you could use it. Are you kidding? It's December 6th. You think Ada doesn't have all my gifts set? She is. She plans everything in advance. Ada's the best. I'm putting Ring Fit Adventure on my wish list just because Johnny's like peer pressuring me into it. But I'm putting it <laughs> below the Shin Godzilla Blu-ray and the Yoko Wheel. All right. But see, now that's like something your mom could see. Like, that's the other thing. Like I told you, Tyler, people want to buy you a game. They want to. Let them have the ability to. Help them, Tyler. I'm helping them. I'm Excellent. helping them, Johnny. I'm putting a modern game on my wish list. I also had a controller. You you were talking about controllers before. I have an Xbox controller on my wish list. Nice. I'm still using a wired Xbox 360 controller to play PC games. Maybe it's time to upgrade to a wireless controller. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, it's time. Okay. Um. So, Tyler, what are you playing? Uh, I beat The Messenger, which is a game... Um, I know The Messenger. I wanted... The Ninja what? game. It is a ninja game. I wanted nothing more in life than to hate this game. Um, I saw the trailer for it, which looked awesome because the game is awesome. Uh, But it's got that kind of like it. So it calls it the 8-bit and 16-bit styles because you kind of warp between two different types of art styles. The 8-bit style is sort of like a 16-bit style. And the 16-bit style is like this entirely modern pixel art style. So neither of those really make any sense. And I hate that. I hate that it's pushing people to think like old games don't look as good as I remember them. And it's like, no, look at Clue Clue Land. That's a f***ing 8-bit game. The Messenger does not look like 8-bit games. Shovel Knight does not look like 8-bit games. So that's already one strike against it. Uh, The other thing, it's not really as hard as I wish it was uh, because I really like hard 2D platformers and it is extremely forgiving. And I beat every single boss of my first try, I think, even the final boss. Uh, Despite that, uh, the game is phenomenal it is so much fun it's like a mix of Mega Man x ninja gaiden and sonic cd uh moving around is just the absolute best like you get this strike in midair basically if you hit something in midair you get to jump again and you've got like this little grappling hook you could throw out oh my god it's just the best it is so much fun just jumping around and moving in that game um and it's like six hours long so it's it's pretty lengthy so everyone should go buy the messenger i guess because even this this cold-hearted Christmas Grinch uh, managed to find a lot of joy in it. You did it, Tyler. You're really doing it this episode. You've you've done a 180 from the start of the episode. I'm proud All of right. you. All right. I did it. I'm guessing neither of you have played it. Uh, nope. I I actually have it, but I have not played it yet. Oh, yeah. It is. Uh, it's real good. Um, I guess that's kind of all I've been playing. I don't know. Uh, no, that's fine. All right. So, uh, Stefan, what have you bought? Uh, I was just looking at my eBay auctions to try to tell you something interesting. Uh, not, not a lot. Um, I think I've, I've mentioned that I'm doing an art show in, um, oh, in, I'm doing uh, an art March. show, Tyler. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing an art show for, for, for the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. And so like, I have found that dipping my toes into this scene, it's a lot of like, saving up a bunch of funds so I can buy one thing. So I haven't really like 
bought a lot right now, especially also I mentioned it's still um, tax season or property tax season. So I'm paying for that too. But um, so I have a lot of like irons in the fire, so to speak, but I haven't actually bought anything aside from uh, on a lark. I bought a lot of of Sonic uh, uh, Happy Meal boxes because <laughs> um, they were like $10. Because right. I have all I have all the Mario Happy Meal boxes, and so I just wanted the Sonic ones too. So now I have them both. All right, you've got you've got a set. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Who saves uh, those? What maniacs out there? I don't get it. But okay. Uh, these ones don't because I I do look like when I'm buying stuff like that I do uh, look for like oil stains or you know that kind of thing from like actually having food in them, and these don't appear to have ever had food in them. That's a relief. So like, they even saved them in good condition. Like, when are these from? Are these from, like, the 90s, or are these, like, a modern throwback thing? Some of them are, um, like, Sonic Adventure era, um, but then some of them are, like, from 94, I think, is the earliest one. All right, cool. Yeah, I like it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Tyler. That's You know, that's even cooler, because you got that Super Mario Brothers 3 uh, McDonald's toy display. That's what I'm that's saying. Actually, yeah, I didn't realize that. Oh, that actually goes perfect. Yeah, okay. I'm actually I'm I'm building this cute little like subset of McDonald's shit that is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, all those toys are super collectible and rare. Good luck getting anything from McDonald's. They only made not hundreds at all. of millions of each of them. Yep, not at all. Super cheap. Okay, so uh, Tyler, what'd you buy? Uh, I did some reporting. I uh, I did it. We're having a collector's quest exclusive, which is coming probably like a week late now. Uh, I went to. Uh, the Limited Run Games pop-up shop. I flew in, um, and I went to the Limited Run Games pop-up shop, which was about three miles from my house. But you did uh, it? Did you get so they had bloodstained? Uh, uh, I got bloodstained for myself. You told me too late, but whatever. They're going to have them on their site. They always do. Aww. For anyone who didn't know, because you don't follow Limited Run Games, because I totally understand not following Limited Run Games, uh, there's a dead mall in my town, um, like totally dead. Like, all the anchor stores are gone. And Limited Run Games is like, hey, we live here. This mall's not doing anything. We're going to throw up a shop here and basically take our warehouse and bring it to the shop and let people buy stuff. And I'm sure all the people at the front of the line got a bunch of cool stuff. Me, I don't even know, like, what the expensive Limited Run Games are. I basically, before I went to this thing, I went on eBay. I typed in Limited Run Games and sorted by highest price. And I'm like, well, there's nothing really that's, like, crazy phenomenally expensive so it's not like i'm like i have to keep my eyes peeled for anything like there's a couple games in like the 100 to 200 dollar range but it's mostly like modern like their most recent releases that people are hyped for that kind of stuff um so i show up uh 10 minutes before this thing opens figuring it's in like it's in my hometown and is in the deadest mall ever like how big could it be it's the most people I've ever seen in the mall ever. I would estimate 300 people were ahead of me in line. A lot of them younger than me. I'll say probably early 20s is probably the uh, the median age I saw in the line. A lot of very confused old people in the mall that didn't understand why there were so many young people in the mall. Uh, but it was cool. So they had a they had the shop set up and nearly every single game they've ever had besides like the really expensive stuff um, they just had boxes and boxes of. And it's like weird because, you know, when you buy a limited run game, you're like, oh, it's, it's super rare. But then you see like a box of every single game they have and it's just the leftovers and there's like a hundred of every single game. Like even stuff like uh, 
what's the Wii Axiom Verge on Wii U? Like I saw there was a bunch of copies of that and that sells for like, you know, 80 bucks on eBay and like it was 25 bucks here. So yeah, they save out a lot, a, a significant portion of each run for replacements. And then people just either don't have a problem or it's such a pain in the ass to make an exchange. Or you that never they ever open them and you'll never know. Right. So, so yeah, there is a pretty significant portion of every game just in case that they save out. So, you know, when they have these events, they're basically cl- cleaning their broom closets. Yeah. And so I didn't like I didn't realize how big their closet was. So it was interesting. Like they had a whole damaged goods section where it's like even stuff with like slight dents, they would like you know, mark a certain percentage off. Uh, I wish I was more into limited run games because it would be really nice to just stop into this kind of store and pick up all the stuff I want instead of ordering it and waiting like eight months for me to get the freaking game. Finally, I guess the most interesting stuff, uh, Revenge of the Bird King up until now is sort of this game that kind of leaked out there. I think it was available at Portland Retro Gaming Expo or PAX or somewhere. Basically, the guy who made the game had a couple has two different variants printed up and he just like sells them out of a bag when he goes to shows. And this is one of the things where he was at uh, selling it for $30. I think this is probably the biggest event that he was at. So this game had previously sold for over $500 on eBay. I think there there was a copy that sold for either a thousand or nearly a thousand dollars. And this guy's just got like boxes of them selling for $30. So uh, don't invest in modern games. Um, shout out to VG Collectaholic because I had to tell him, hey, stop trying to hunt this game down. These are definitely down there. Uh, this is not like Poop Slinger, which is another dumb thing that you shouldn't invest in because you think it's super rare. Um, I guess the less interesting part of the story is that I'm not into limited run game. I bought like uh, the Celeste limited edition, uh, the couple Bloodstains, and like uh, they had a bunch of loose boxes Wait, for their collector's editions for a dollar. And you, what? you don't have one for me? I bought uh, the Switch Limited Edition and I bought the PS4 PAX variant. And they're both for me. Sorry. Jerk. And it's funny. I don't even like uh, that game's like, okay, I'm not even like in love with that game. I'm just a jerk about it. Um, the worst. Yeah. And they had like, like they had the uh, limited edition boxes. Like they obviously print up a ton of extras of those. So I just like bought like all their NES style boxes for a dollar. Just, just to have them. Just to have them. Why not? Why not? It's a dollar. And that's not even like the coolest stuff I bought. Um, my good buddy SNK 2D Forever gave me a really nice Kickmaster, which is a game I've been looking for. Um, I, I someone told me. Let me actually uh, give the shout out. RJ to the on Instagram told me there's a variant of Silent Hill. So the first run of Silent Hill had a like a shiny black ink cover, not a matte black ink cover. And so once I learned that, I immediately went out and bought one because I love Silent Hill. Um, speculate on that. First print, super rare. There's no price difference. Huh. And uh, yeah, and it was a Black Friday. Shout out to Save Point Video Games, who has 30% off their entire store on Black Friday. And I went there and I bought every PS1 game I didn't have. How many games was that? I'm going to guess around 50. How much did you spend? Tell the good Not people. Not saying that. <laughs> Just tell the people, was it more more or less than Aiden $300? Aiden might hear me edit this. What? More than 300 Yes. <laughs> more than 500 Maybe. More than 700 I don't know. It was around 700 Okay. 
astute Collector's Quest listeners will remember last podcast when Tyler said he might start collecting PS1. Uh... I might start collecting PS1. I've got 400 <laughs> PS1 games. So actually, I, I, I underestimated. I had around 200, and now that I've bought all this garbage, now I have around 400. Almost a third feels kind of good to get there really quickly. I don't know. It's a, I feel like buying PS1 garbage has been easier than buying Xbox garbage. Really? But I guess I, I had to ship Xbox garbage. I don't know. Well, the nice thing about PlayStation is you can still kind of get a deal on shipping sometimes because they're small. And if the case breaks, it's inconvenient, but at least you can. There's we have to have a whole episode on PS1 cases. I hate them. Yeah. They, they've, but there's this, some this caveats. Stefan, this has been like an exception. So the first one was just me going crazy on JJ games because I'm stupid. This was Black Friday. I will not be collecting PS1 at this pace at all. I'm like, it's not even like on my radar next year to try to complete this set because it's so massive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. He's, he's mm-hmm. not you, Stefan. But I mean, we'll, we'll get, he's pretty we'll close. Stephen we'll would never up. buy 50 <laughs> games at a time. He'd be like, oh, you've got 700 PS1 games? Yeah, that's a big enough lot for me. Stefan, well. like, w- let's talk about it. Like, real quick, let's, uh, let's play <laughs> the speculation game. If someone came okay. up to you with 500 PS1 games at a really good deal, do you think you'd go for a PS1 set? Mm, <laughs> at a really good deal, probably. Like, that's <laughs> usually, it's like, it's like how I, I when I'm, looking at a deal like that like when i did the gamecube set and someone came up with most of the the set it's it's a it's a calculation of like how much more i would have to invest on top of what i'm spending and like how that how that entire number compares to the value of the set yeah what's that value proposition like do you know what i mean yeah so yes okay so yeah so if it was a great deal or like if i lucked across like some crazy yard sale or whatever and I did get like a third of the set or a half of the set, then then there's a likelihood that I would start. Okay. Um, what, are you, just what, are you, what are you scheming, Johnny? I'm not scheming anything. I'm completing my set. I just, I just want, I, I just know what the value proposition for Stefan is and how it activates him. So I just wanted, I just wanted to bring it up. That's all. The only, the only thing that Johnny's got right now that I think I could probably buy off him that might trigger something like that would be making a deal for all the Wii games you hate. Yeah, I know maybe. they're sitting in your garage. I know they're sitting in your garage right now. They are sitting in my garage. I, I, I just don't think I'll ever complete it. I just, I hate it so much. There, there Stephen- are like, there are a handful of games in that set that I like would curate out and keep because I think they're generally good games, but. So much of it I, I hate. I could I could see a future relationship between me and that those Wii games. But other than that, I think uh I think Johnny's pretty safe from my wrath. Stefan, do you have a thirty two X set? No. Okay. I was gonna say, don't be the guy with the three DO set, the Wii set, the Pico set, and the thirty two X set, you weirdo. What's the matter with the thirty two X set and the Pico set? Stop it. I think there's well, especially because since I have the Genesis set, Johnny has a legitimate argument around the 32x set being part of the Genesis set. We, so we literally it, talked about this in our in our episode, our New Year's yep. episode I, last year. I, I still don't know that I agree, but I I concede that it is a decent argument. Um, so if there was going to be a niche set that I would pick, the 32 set, 32x set is is probably at the top of that list. Okay. Johnny also considers like the the whatever greatest hits on Genesis part of the set. I, I don't consider them part of the main set. What are you talking about? All right. I'm sure I already brought up, oh, what about Sega CD? I, we can't have this conversation again. No, we've already done it. Why did I bring up 32X? You, you hunt platinum hits on Xbox? Kinda. 
What do you mean, you kinda? Do too. Kinda? Come on. You're like a repository for which ones are super hard to find. Like, give me a break, Tower. You get <laughs> this. You got like legitimately mad. I'm not mad like going at me. crazy over them anymore because like I got anymore because there's too anymore. anymore anymore anymore. Oh my god, there there are very many people who go crazy over that. I'm not in that crowd anymore. anymore. I was never I was never hunting for. No, no, no. Doom 3 no, Resurrection. No, 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 no. You got super, super mad at me when I posited that that, that 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 <laughs> platinum hits. I don't even have 50 hits, cent. That, I'm so that, proud of my Prince of Persia warrior within. I'm sending you one. Oh, my um, God. That the, when, when I posited that the platinum hits version of the um, of that double pack of Grand Theft Auto didn't exist, you like, you like... <laughs> raged on me over that so i you are, hate you're when there's wrong info it. out there and so many people have these platinum hit lists with that game not on there and it makes me mad and then you're like i've got all of them and you don't <laughs> don't and there might be more that we don't know about yet with there might be uh harry potter world quidditch cup like that might exist as a platinum family hit it's not confirmed but it got onto one of these lists somehow up. and how did yeah. it get there but, you shut but up johnny, right now you but, don't but, say but, like that to me you do not johnny. say things like that to me tyler god damn it no it does not exist don't even but put johnny, that in my brain johnny he doesn't care at all about platinum hits <laughs> yeah that's true i'm glad you don't care tyler thanks for confirming <laughs> Uh, okay, I I'll tell the I good. Just, people. Sorry, I, I just really needed to draw that out of him because uh, yeah. I knew it was festering in there. <laughs> I just want to talk about these Xbox Platinum hits, guys. Yeah, uh, you feeling all right over there? I'm 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 doing okay. I'm calming down. Calming down. We're good. Talk about 32x again. Okay, we won't do it. I won't do it to you. Though you should probably get the web of Spider-Man. Just saying, web of fire. No, web of fire. Don't care. Yeah. yeah. All right, what did I buy? I I I bought much like Tyler did. My local game store, Game Dude, had a 25% off clearance on PlayStation 1 games. So I went <laughs> and I bought on Black Friday, I went and bought uh 35 PlayStation games, which doesn't sound like that much except that, you know, I'm like now 150 games away from the set so to find 35 games is like pretty good for me yeah that's pretty that's pretty good and then i went on ebay and then i bought like another 25 games that are just games that are annoying and on my list uh like any fifa game that i didn't own i just bought so every time i walk through a game store if i see a fifa i no longer have to stop and look at the fifa games to see if i own them that shit is over so basically that's what i rectified that kind of stuff uh, this people are always like, oh man, what are you missing? A bunch of the big stuff on PS One. I'm missing like dumb stuff. I'm missing Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Okay, so Twisted Metal Two. Yeah, Twisted Metal Two. Like, you would look at my list and go, some of this, some of this is really suspect. Why don't you own these? And then the other ones, you'd be like, I've never heard of this. Is this rare or expensive? I'll be like, no, no, it's not. It's just on my list. So. Anyways, I uh, I took care of a lot of those, so I bought like another twenty five or something. Spent like another hundred and fifty dollars. I spent like I, I was a dummy, and I, I told Stefan earlier I'm kind of mad because uh, I spent like four hundred dollars on PlayStation One games, and it feels now, really that, ba- bad to but buy. Is, that, to- is that total? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not it's like total for uh, November, so it's like right. a time I don't need to be uh, buying that. Um, 
But like that's one cool game. Like that's a really good game. That's like uh, a Whirlo Pal Super Nintendo game I could have bought or something. That like I could have bought something really cool. But I, like this dumb OCD desire to complete a stupid set. And I'm like, well, instead of having that cool thing, I got like this thing. Though that cool thing is only cool because it's a cool part of one of the sets. I wouldn't just buy it by itself. So, right. you know, whatever. Set collector life. It's it's stupid and dumb. And it leads into moments that I would not even recommend other people do. I'm just like, uh, do as I say, not as I do, kids. All right. Bye. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's real dumb. Good tip that you only touched on a little. I like the real the idea of like buying all the FIFA games and never having to look at a FIFA game again. Yeah, uh, man. that's not something I've ever thought to do, and I will absolutely do that next year when I'm collecting PS One. Yeah, that like because I uh, do that. Do the Army Men games? I got like a few uh, like solid lists I can tell you. Like here's a bunch of series on this stupid platform that are just annoying to look at. So just get rid of them off your list as quickly as possible. So you, when you're like just browsing games real quickly, you don't have to also every fishing game. Just if I get every fishing game, I never have to wonder. Yeah. Every bass. There's so many games that have bass in the title. I sent Tyler a list this morning of bass games. I think it's like (laughs) 10 or something. Yeah. It's the dumbest. Um, Buy those and then not worry about it. Are there expensive soccer games on the platform? Like yeah, there are. Yes. Are you kidding me? So many. But I bought those early because I hate buying expensive soccer games. So they just like go on a list. And when I find a good deal on like eBay, I I just snap those off. Just I always put the expensive soccer games just to get them out of my way. So I hate soccer games. They're they're the worst. Yep, because they're always expensive, and you're just like, you know, and regionally in Southern California it's a little harder to find used soccer games and like places like game dude usually have like a bit of a premium because they sell that it's like having a Mario game. Kind of people just buy soccer games down here um, due to uh, the ethnic spread here and the rest of the world, uh, you know, football slash soccer is the most popular sport. So obviously uh, it would be popular in places with a, a diverse community. So yeah. Soccer games, f- them, hate them. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I bought. I actually bought two really cool things, uh, that I don't have yet, so I don't want to talk about them. But I, I hope to, I hope to be able to talk about them on the next episode. So hooray. thanks for teasing that, Johnny. Yeah, teasers get the get the kids wanting to come back for more. Yeah, let's see what this asshole bought. This elitist, too much money spending dick who just complained about spending four hundred dollars on PlayStation games, like the most unrelatable thing ever. Like, yeah, okay, let's come back. We're twenty five percent off. It was a good deal. You're saving money in the long run. I am saving God. money in the long run, and they were local, and I could see the condition. There's a lot of good reasons why I did that, but it still feels bad. Shipping PS1 games the worst. They always come in bubble mailers and they're always cracked, especially for the stupid crap I'm buying that's like a dollar. Yep. So uh, I'm at the if it's under seven dollars shipped, I, I just I'm buying it. I don't care. I'm just want to be done. So I'm at I'm 150 games away, like even maybe a little less than that now. I just want to I want to do it. So I'm, I'm just under a thousand, Johnny. I'm, I'm right there. There's just like an Xbox set between me and the PlayStation One yeah. set. And like and then, uh, those 200 games I already have are like curated. Basically, those are the games I bought over the course of collecting for 15 years. Those are all the PlayStation one games I want. That's it. 
And now I have to buy the other thousand that I don't. I don't I mean, have to buy, but this you is could the just stop. thing I do to myself. You could stop. I'm too deep in now. You're not, though. You could stop. I know a guy. Not really like... No, no, no. Listen, listen. I know a guy, if you got about 300 PlayStation games, <laughs> who might be interested if the value proposition is right. <laughs> By the way, Stefan uh, is AFK for a minute. Stefan so. went AFK or else he would have chimed in there and it would have been funny. Yeah. Um... You know, I PlayStation's interesting because I haven't heard of so many PlayStation games. It's like the biggest frontier of 90s games that I don't know of. So and, you know, I do have a lot of games already. So that's why it's interesting for me to collect. No, I, I agree. Obviously, I, I'm I'm completing that set as well. I know. So so I, I bought those and I, I didn't buy much else. I did buy some other Black Friday deals, some some Switch games. I showed a few of those just. I thought would be a a cool deal. And then I like literally got these, they were like $10 games at GameStop and I bought them online and they all came with like download code inside and the box. Now I'm like, do I just return these? I, what? <laughs> I don't want this. But then uh, the guy I was talking to who brought up this question, he thinks they're going to be super collectible. So I don't know. I'm like, super I, collectible. I, no, no, I, no, no. I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He said collectible. I won't say super collectible, but he's like stuff like this that you throw away. You know, that's the stuff yeah. that people come back and collect, and that's the stuff that gets valuable, and that makes sense. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, that's all I got for this. And uh, Stefan is back, so we can we can wrap it up and say goodbye to everybody. So Tyler. Where can we find you and Stefan? Go for it. Oh, okay. We're at uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on Video Game Sage. Although Stefan only pretends to be there. I saw Johnny post once. That's not true. I uh, I post all the time. Oh wait, no. Stefan's posting like all his really cool stuff. Now. I am, and Stephen's and I'm donating that. now. So you know. Oh that damn. Makes me, okay. I'm, Stefan's I'm a, a Patreon. I'm a stakeholder. Ooh. Hey, <laughs> you know what I did? You know what feature I like that people hate? There's a like button on posts. I can go like stuff. I'm not crazy about that, only because I feel like people do that instead of post a response. I just feel like it's it's stunting the conversation a little bit more than it normally would. I'll I'll, um, I'll present a counter to that. There's and I, I've talked about this like back on Nintendo Age. Like when I feel everything's been said in a thread, I just don't say anything because I'm like I'm not adding anything to this. It's just fair. noise. So this gives me an outlet just to be like, yes, I agree with this. Yes, I like that you said that. So that, that gives me something because I wouldn't have posted like 90% of the time. I'm just, if the relevant stuff is posted, I hate adding extraneous data into it, which is weird because uh, I have a podcast and we were basically all extraneous data. <laughs> I will also say about Video Game Sage, and this is actually one of the things, when we're talking about why I don't post on forums a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how it's really difficult to share photos. And I will say that the interface for adding a photo to a thread in in on video game stage is is much 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 better than uh than nintendo age ever was then you know the classically trained nintendo age site yes <laughs> yeah they like you basically had to know dos to put a f-ing picture on nintendo age it was horrible yeah it was it was bad uh yeah anyways just upload it to imager Anyway, you old people don't understand how to put photos on the internet. That's no. fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, get out of here. Look, man, I've got an imager account probably long before you, and I probably have stuff on there. Where <laughs> you... How old is the website? It's like 10 years old. No, that's. But what I'm saying, like a lot of before that, Nintendo Age wasn't even good about putting links in there. So like, don't don't give me that. 
Yeah. Mr. I don't know how an Instagram story works. I had to ask my fiance. I'm on TikTok now. You want to talk about how up to date I am? I'm just saying. (laughs) Tyler's like Tyler's like the fat kid who lost a bunch of weight and now has a bunch of new clothes. He's like, I've always been stylish. You're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my oh, standing in line with the limited run games people was so funny because like I, I don't interact with a lot of like college age people. And they were just like saying the weirdest stuff. Like, I just thought of a good joke. I could post it on Twitter. Oh, but it won't get a lot of likes because it's kind of out of date. I'm like, who even says that out loud? Anyway, you could also find us on. Uh, I don't know. I already said all the places we are. Nintendo agent, Instagram, YouTube. No, That's... don't go to Nintendo age. Oh, Wada, Wada sent out an email and they're like, be sure to post your games on Nintendo age with a link to the go collect forums. And it's just like, ah. Uh. Uh, that doesn't uh, feel good at all. Does not feel good. Uh, uh, no thanks. So yeah, that's uh, at Archon1981, if anybody cares. A-R-C-H-O-N-1981 for me. Like the game. And I'm Default Gen. Default G-E-N. And guys, you can find me on Instagram and liking your posts sometimes on Video Game Sage. Uh, and that's Johnny <laughs> underscore Iucci, J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. I did do that. I went, you know, I saw you finally posted the thread for the podcast over there and some people added some, they said some nice things about us. So that was, that was cool. And also some strange things. Uh, people apparently enjoy the fact that we all have the wrong opinion. I didn't know that, but you know, three out of three wrong opinions can't be good. Um, but they said they still enjoyed us. And uh, Tyler, you mentioned this to me and you were your mind was blown that the games to post on holidays was somebody's favorite episode. And I <laughs> treasured that My moment. My mind totally blown. I just, because I felt like that was a really fun episode and so did Stefan. And Tyler was like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? And I was like, this is a good idea. And I got, you know that, if you can just reach one person, I did that. I reached that one person. They like it. <laughs> Uh, so after i read that post i went back and like listened to some of the middle of the episode i'm like nope this episode is just what i thought it was just bad jokes for belly left day play lol on the ds (laughs) that's funny come on who cares (laughs) that's you can post that these are solid recommendations tyler you have a bad sense of humor see i'm laughing someone reminded me to post wampum that's all i remember from that episode ah tyler you don't get our humor I don't. I'm off the show. No, you're you're still on the show. Okay. We love we love you, Tyler. I, I we need we need you know people with old opinions like you, and then conversely, weird new opinions. You're an enigma, Tyler. I don't understand you. That's why I like it. All right. Uh, anyways, I think that's it for the episode. Unless anyone's got anything else. No. No. All right. I think I'm good. Okay, everyone. Bye.